Welcome back. Oh, hello. Hey. How's everyone doing? Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Speechless. <sighs> this is the all singing episode where we sing everything. Uh, it is our 19th episode. It is January 3rd, 2018. I wanted to say it's our 19th episode because I was um, putting my new segment into my little yeah. Google Drive document and mm-hmm. realized that it was a 19th episode and went, well, shit. Yeah, that went fast. It's been 19 weeks. Uh-huh. It's been. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> it's uh-huh. been a while. First episode of the new year. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, we are seated here looking at a bunch of nice equipment we can't use yet. Yes. Uh, which I am really excited to eventually use. Uh, we have a whole new microphone set up. We have a mixer coming tomorrow. Uh, the show is going places, baby. <laughs> baby! The show is going places, baby! Um, I feel lucky because I feel like I benefit... From the three dudes show, the three dude cast. In the sense that because we decided we needed new stuff, now we also have new stuff? Yes, because that show wanted new things. That is correct. I reap the benefits. <laughs> that is correct. And I'm I'm into it. Oh, yeah. I like not doing any work and not having say in the nice things, but getting nice things anyway. <laughs> well, we what we have is like... Basically, I was talking to the guys about it. This is essentially like the top of the bottom tier. Like if we yeah. were to spend, if we were to do any more, we'd be spending like five hundred dollars a microphone, which is like yeah. way beyond a budget of zero dollars. You guys got a really good deal on everything, yeah. and it looks the all the equipment looks great, and uh, yeah. everything's got nice pop filters mm-hmm. and, and nice little um. Like little little, little doohickeys, little adjustable arms that swing around uh-huh. to adjust the mics wherever you want them. I'm afraid I'm gonna break something. You're not. Um, I will tell you this one over here on the corner, this mic stand. Uh, I had set it up the other day, and then went to swivel it, and the whole thing fell off the table before I had drilled them in, and I caught it in free fall. Oh, these are actually drilled in. Oh, they are drilled into the table because okay, they were that slipping. Makes- that makes me feel much better. Yeah, so they are they are not going anywhere. I don't think you could uh, knock them off the table at this point, the way they're in. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Yeah, it sure does, <laughs> but, don't, but don't do it. Um, no, uh, we're also in a different part of the basement. Mm-hmm. We rearranged things for the New Year's party, and, and partly because we knew eventually we wanted to move the podcasting back to here. I have all kinds of little ideas about this corner of the basement. I'd like to put up rope lighting, mood lighting, Mm -hmm. make it kind of chill over here. I also would definitely like a giant dude cast poster and a giant goose chase poster. We could do that. Uh, And we we have also talked about getting an on-air light (laughs) just to turn on... I thought you were going to say, like, and we're going to insulate the area to soundproof it or something, but no, 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 no it's just totally cosmetic. Just cosmetic well, things. We, I do actually, one of the things I wanted to do, if you're going to do this thing properly, you kind of have to eliminate some of the wall echo, the yeah. stuff that makes you sound like you're in a box. I would like fabric all the way around here. Yeah. I would like that goddamn furnace to quiet down while I'm talking. Um, 
I mean, we could just shut the heat off and die. Yeah, I thought about that. Actually, last night we almost turned the furnace off. Just like, nope. I, that noise is... I don't want it. It is worse over here, I think. It's a little bit worse. Well, we're separated only we're, by this wall. Yeah, and there's the only a wall away. Right but we could, we could maybe do something to insulate that. And... Yeah. Really, the question is what the microphone's going to get. We'll just have to see yeah. what happens. Um, true. You know, I think with the the gain turned all the way down on these nice new guys with the microphone. And you're yeah, also you know, going to be able to do a lot face. more with the mix. Yeah, we just we have all kinds of different options here, so we'll see. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's, it'll barely be. This noticeable. is fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> stuff no one gives a fuck about. But it is truth. It is what is actually happening. Yes. So. Um, we, we had our annual New Year's Eve party. That mm-hmm. was really fun. I, the yes. biggest yet. We had like 17 people or mm-hmm. so. Pretty big crowd. Um, 18 maybe. But. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was really good. As always, anytime we ever have people over, we ended up with way too much food. Oh my God. You were considering ordering pizza just in case people didn't like turkey because yeah. you were making turkey and stuffing. And I am so glad. I didn't even realize you didn't until the next day when I yeah. was being lazy and laying around going, oh, shit, he never did order pizza. And I'm really glad he didn't because we had so much food. Yep. That I even... didn't even get to eat because, like, <laughs> I I was really hungry. Yeah. And I ate, like, turkey and stuffing and a couple other little snacky things. I barely and ate. I barely ate anything the rest of the night. And we had so much food. And I'm just looking at everything going, God damn it, I'm not even hungry and I want to be. I know. Yeah. No, it's the same problem. I was I, I was like, okay, I sat and gently, you know, basted butter over a turkey for a whole day, lovingly making this turkey I barely touched. Yeah. And in all honesty, barely anyone else touched. I mean, it was eaten, but we it was... We had a lot left. But, but it's a turkey. It's like how yeah. many... You know, there's got to be leftovers. It's a whole damn turkey. And everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, it was really good. It's just, it was a turkey. It was a big turkey. There were so many good things to eat. You made the wrapped little Polskis wrapped yeah. up with the croissants. We, we had... Please, weenies and sleeping bags. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, we had uh, we had delicious strawberry shortcake. We had Sammies. We had biscuits. We had meatballs. I we made had, cheesecake, which nobody we ate. cheesecake. We had... Uh, Literally nobody ate it because there were too many options. It's little pretzels and chippies and we had dip. We had yeah, your... Yeah, the pretzel dip. The pretzel dip. People ate the shit out of the pretzel dip again. Yeah, there's... Well, there's still a lot left. Yeah. There's still a lot it left. It won't go away. <laughs> it's like... I do this thing where I make something once and everyone's really into it. Yeah. And so the next time I make it, I make a lot more of it because it went so well the first time and then nobody eats it nope and then i have it for the rest of my life but meanwhile what we did do plenty of was drinking caribou loo because the liquor fairy (laughs) was back in swing that was perfection yes good old chris brady the liquor fairy eagle-eyeing the shit out of my glass every two seconds i look over and i see him scrutinizing me from afar with his eyes narrowed Looking to see how much I had drank, and I didn't drink that much yet. And he's going, eh, eh, like doing that little tip of a fake glass in front of his mouth. Come on, drink. What are you doing? Drink. Basically, uh, Mr. Brady just has has his his eyes out. Yeah. Eyes out for everyone. Anytime the the drink was like even slightly below the rim of the glass, he was coming around and if filling you, it up, if, if you which drank makes a it impossible. Of it. 
To know how much you actually had to drink. Yup, that's the whole genius of it. <laughs> that's the genius of the Liquor Fairies plan. You lose track. Um, I had a really good time. So good a time that at the end of the evening, <laughs> I laid down to go to sleep. And apparently I didn't. No. Because you came in and you were like, oh, you're laying down. All right, I'm, I'm going to watch TV. And I told you you lied to me. Yeah, I tricked you. <laughs> you tricked me. I had tricked you. <laughs> uh. And I decided that if you weren't going to go to bed, I wasn't going to go to bed. So I right. came out to the living room to watch TV, yeah. in air quotes, because I was so like. I, I was drunk, and I was also really sleepy. So so you and Jen and I watched the trailer for Blue Planet 2 again, which I'm yeah. not sure if you really were even awake for it I, for most of it. I will tell you this. Yeah. I don't recall anything past laying down for bed the first time. <laughs> I don't remember telling you that you tricked me. I don't remember leaving the room. I yeah. don't remember being in the living room at all. Amazing. I or don't me remember waking you up. You waking me bed. up, which apparently took a long time, and you going, all right, just move. Come, just move. Not that long, just uh, insistence. All right, move that leg. There you go. Come on. There you and go. then Come on, get I up. don't remember getting back to bed or going back to sleep. <laughs> as soon as my head hit the pillow the first time, my brain completely shut off oh, yeah. and decided it was all over. You were I don't essentially remember dreaming anything at after that, that point already. I was... Apparently pretty well half asleep because yeah. I don't recall that, which is like weird for me, but I yeah. was just the right amount of intoxicated and tired that I was done. My recollection of the rest of that from that point on was that Jen and I were sitting there talking about the interconnectedness of nature for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and then she fell asleep in the middle of a sentence. You told me that. And then she just stopped with her eyes closed and I was just looking... <laughs> like that and it was about four seconds that she opened her eyes back up and i'm like yeah you're you're tapping out it's time to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive yeah um yeah it was a good time i'm glad that jen decided to stay yeah uh, we had several people stay as mm -hmm. always because we don't want people to drink and drive and so mm -hmm. the people who don't have a dd we insist that they stay or get a safe ride home so yeah. That was really nice. And plus, I, I like having people stay because it means the party continues to the next morning and we have some kind of breakfast. And <laughs> Sort of. For me, the the breakfast was something I didn't eat until late, but it was placed on my semi-conscious body. <laughs> and as then I you made cuddled the, with these it. Symbols. I made like these handguns, handguns. At, at Chris from under a blanket. I couldn't see anything and I'm just going, ha all right. <laughs> And then I came in to check on you in a little bit, and you just had the <laughs> just breakfast sandwiches on, on. We decided to get McDonald's, so the wrapped breakfast sandwiches just like on your chest. Yeah, and I was that like, was... "Do you do you want me to take these away?" You're like, "No, no, I like them there." Like <laughs> <laughs> as late night, as late at night as everybody else had. I was I was up another two hours. See, and I didn't realize that yeah. until later when you woke up. And I was talking to you about how late you were up because yeah. I thought yeah. that we both laid down and went to bed. No. I did not recall anything else. <laughs> so I was like, why is he so damn tired? And you're like, I was up till four in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, no, you weren't. We laid down and we went to bed. Did you get back out of bed? And you're like, we both got back out of bed. And I'm like, 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, Chris was out at one thirty. You were in bed probably by 2.15, 2.30. I was up till 4, 4.30. Yeah. Easily. That was a wild night. It was, it was, it was honestly, I Hey, great... that's exactly what that is for. Yeah. <laughs> it is adult Christmas. <laughs> it is. It's grown up Christmas. It's our friends miss. Uh-huh. And, um... The next day, none of us have to work, so yep. we get to do whatever we want. I think which, it fantastically. Oh my god, that was such a good day. We literally just took turns cycling in and out of bed all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Literally all day. Like, yeah. you slept in for a while, and then I came and laid down with you for a little bit, and then the dog was being annoying at one point. I went and lay down in one of the guest beds, and then you came out and oh, you yeah. went, "Girlfriend." Yeah, I was like, "Well, what the what the hell, man? This <laughs> is our sleepy day, and you're sleeping in the other room. Come on." It was really comfy. <laughs> yeah, I actually have yet to lay in that bed. I really want to see how comfy it is. I bet it was... it's very comfy. Oh no, not I was. Oh, that's right. You weren't in that bed. You were in that the other bed. Yeah, I wasn't in old. Ben's old room. Old Ben's old room. Ben's room. <laughs> old, old, ben. Ben, old Ben Kenobi? <laughs> I wasn't in Ben's old room. I yeah. was in uh, the office, which has the second half of Megabed in it. Oh, man. We should name that Old Ben's room. Old Ben's room. Like Ben Kenobi's room. <laughs> Can we please put the the door, the bookshelf door? <laughs> I want okay. a secret room with a bookshelf door. Yeah, but there's no reason for there to be a bookshelf in the hallway by the bathroom. It just it will look out of place. No one will fall for it. Okay, we're going to move your office into that room, and we're going to make your office the bookshelf door room. Mm, I, yeah, we'll just, see. Just, just go with just it. Just give me this. Just give me this. I've always this. wanted a secret room. Honestly, if it were up to me, a part of me would just want to walk out walk out. The null. Walk out the null. Knock out the wall between the two rooms. Or walk out the null, whatever you prefer. <laughs> Whichever one. Because <laughs> um, it would be just nice to have a giant room over there. But whatever. Yeah. Um, anyways, yes, we had a great New Year's. It is now mm-hmm. 2018. Uh, it's the third. We're three days into it. Today I asked a lot of people at work, a lot of customers, like, how's your New Year so far? And most of them were like... Eh, same as 2017. Yeah. Same as last year. And some of them are like, it's, it's good so far. Ask me in a couple months. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, right. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's like at this point, it's barely, you barely started, you know? Yeah. I just needed small talk to like, to distract people while I was waiting for their new insurance to go through because oh, it's boy. that time of year. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, I had my first derby practice of the year mm-hmm. <clears throat> last night. It was more, more of a, of a more meeting. More of a meeting. More of a meeting. Um, which was really interesting because obviously I'm still fresh meat. I'm really new to all of this. Mm-hmm. And I got to see some of the behind the scenes of the planning and, um, everything in derby is done by the people in derby. Like, Everything, not just the skating, but all the organizations, all stuff, the organization, any events that are held, coach yourselves, any fundraising, everything. all the fundraising, and I mean, you need to rent a space for practice, so you owe them money. You need to have insurance for the team and for the place that you 
are practicing in. So yeah. you need to pay that. And so there's a lot of money that you need to find. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's fundraisers. Sometimes it's out of your own pocket. Sometimes it's sponsors. Yeah. And people have to do and find all of those things. And the people that have to do and find all those things are the people on the team because you're the only ones who are going to do it. Yeah. It's a very homegrown kind of community, mm-hmm. which I really like about Derby. But um, we you know, signed up for different committees and stuff and yeah. um, talked about how this year is going to go. It seemed Obviously, it's my first year on the team, but it seems like they're taking things a little more seriously and want to be more committed to practices and really focusing on the skills they haven't been using as much and the things they aren't as good on and want to improve those. So that's really good to see. Yeah. The, the team seems to have grown quite a bit, both in skill last year, over the last couple years, and in size. Yeah. Because we now have... Because it's winter, and you know, you put on that cookie <clears throat> weight. Uh, Yes, but also not what I meant. We didn't all get really fat. (laughs) Only some of us did. I point at myself. Um, I I have a quarter of a cheesecake in the fridge at work just for me. So, of course. (laughs) Trying to stretch Um, them holidays out into the middle of January. Oh, yeah. Um... No, grew in in number. In I should volume, say, yeah. not in size. Not in volume. Volume was the same. Volume still about fat. Yeah, don't in count. You stop. You stop this. In count. <laughs> in number. Yeah. Um. So, we will have enough people, basically, because we had some transfers from other teams and new people coming into the league, myself included. So we will have enough people to have. An A team, which is like the charter team, they're the ones who make us go up and rank. They are the really, really good ones who try to have bouts with teams that are ranked higher than us so we can go up and rank. Yeah. And then um, we have the regular league, which is the B team. Yeah. It's just your standard. You don't have to um, be able to do quite as many like pass as many rigorous tests to be on that team um but it's like your basic average skill level team yeah so that's it's hopefully that's gonna be the team i'm on if i'm able to make it yeah but it's uh it's really cool that they're gonna have enough people to have actually two different teams this year it seems like they haven't really been able to do that. Kind of like before. one and a half in the past, something like that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were on, like, both teams. Yeah. They just didn't have enough people to make them two distinct things. Right. And obviously, you're all one team overall. Right. But um, it, it's nice to have the group grow, basically. Yeah. So that, that seems like things are going to be really cool. There's a training coach I'm going to be working with and I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be good times. Yeah. 2018 new things is going to be in the new year. 2018 is going to mean a lot of things. <clears throat> yeah. It's going to mean a lot of, you know, a lot of new experiences and uh, this is definitely going to be something for you. Last year that's something that we wanted to do was try to do <coughs> more things that we haven't done before and we did that. I don't know. We I did, did that. I think we did together. 
I mean, I don't think we did anything super crazy, but yeah. we we had different experiences that we hadn't had before. We yeah. made ourselves do some things, maybe not as much as we could, but mm-hmm. I would really like to continue that. You know, obviously Derby is one of those things for me, um, and there's a couple other things, but just I want to continue to, like, take advantage of opportunities and do things we normally wouldn't get to do. We're going to be going... And seeing um, the Pixies we've talked about before, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Which we're going to go to Maryland, which yeah. I've been to Maryland, but I've never been to um, Baltimore. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to do a bunch of stuff. We're going to hopefully take a trip to see some of our friends and mm-hmm. just new experiences and fun experiences and things we don't get to do all the time. My main goal this year is not to lose my mind and to continue not smoking. That's really it. That's all I if Those I can valid goals. if I can maintain basic mental health <laughs> and you know not not end up in the bottle for the entire year and also not smoke. That would be great. That's Aye. what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Because basically 2018 Threatens to be like if 2016 made a demon baby with 2017, <laughs> and I, I, I sincerely hope that's not the case. I'm feeling pretty good about 2018. <laughs> I'm also distracting myself a lot yeah. by keeping super busy. So, yeah. not a bad idea. I think that's the key. <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. Drown out everything horrible that's happening because you just don't have time to think about it. Right. Uh, I think it's time. Time. It's time. For the news. That's right. News quiz. Kay. News quiz. Hit me. Let me bring this up. Uh, the news quiz, if you're listening for the first time, is a fun quiz game mm-hmm. in which there are two false stories and one true story. And I have to guess which are the which is the true story of the three news stories that Christy presents to me. Yes. Yes. That's a mouthful. It is... Two lies and a truth, <laughs> which also, never rings right, never sounds right. Also, if you're new to the podcast, that's Drugsy, baby. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a quizzy writing port. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're ready. Oh, I'm so ready. First headline. Mm. New type of northern lights discovered named Steve. New type of northern lights discovered named Steve. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> next headline. Florida man arrested for playing finger circle game with law enforcement. Finger circle game? That game. The game oh. where you make like the okay sign and hold yeah. it like slightly out of sight. You hold it like, you have to, have to be below your waist. Yep. Oh my God. That's, oh man. <laughs> I might be in trouble here. We're right. at number two, and I'm a little, I'm a little lost. Number three. Number three. Handwritten notes on original screenplay <clears throat> of Snow White reveal the personalities of seven dwarves based on stages of cocaine addiction. Uh, I've heard, th- I've heard this one floated before. I've heard this floated as a myth, but I don't, I don't buy it. All right. I don't buy. Do you want it. them all again? Yeah, give it, give them to me again. New type of northern lights discovered, named Steve. Okay. Florida man arrested for playing finger circle game with law enforcement. Okay. Handwritten notes on original screenplay of Snow White reveal personalities of seven dwarves based on stages of cocaine addiction. 
I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble this time. I don't think the third one is the real one. I've heard this talked about before, but I think it's an old urban legend. Um, I, oh boy. Oh, shoot. Steve just sounds so silly that I feel like it must be true in a way. And I feel like, well... So you've ruled out the Disney one. Yeah, Disney one's out. (sighs) So is it a Florida man who's arrested for playing the finger circle game with law enforcement? Or, um... Oh my god. Is it a new type of northern lights that they discovered named Steve? Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess Florida man because it's so Florida man. It's so obvious. Everything's Florida man. But oh my god! Uh, you know what? I'm gonna guess finger circle game. Final answer. You're incorrect. No! I knew I was in trouble. But you know what? I feel like I fucked up even worse than that because I feel like it's gonna be the the notes on the Snow White script. Nope. Oh, really? Your instincts were... It was Steve? It was Steve. (laughs) And uh, there's actually a really cute reason why. Okay, why is it... So, so Northern Lights enthusiasts discovered a new type of Northern Lights. They named it Steve. Okay. And it says, you might wonder what Steve means. At first, it didn't mean anything. It was just a name. Steve comes from the animated movie Over the Hedge. In the movie, the main characters were watching Bush's Russell, and out came an animal that they didn't know, so they named it Steve. So basically, Uh, something came out of the bushes, they didn't recognize it, and they're like, ah, we'll call you Steve. And it was just like a joke. And so when they um, looked up and saw this thing, and they're like, this isn't the same, this isn't normal, this is something different, we don't know what it is. Let's call it Steve. <laughs> and um, they did. They called it Steve. Unbelievable. It originally was just the name Steve, but then they turned it into an acronym. Strong Thermal Emission Velocity Enhancement. Okay. Um, scientists still don't know exactly how Steve is produced. Um, <laughs> NASA is working on the scientific aspects of Steve. Oh, boy. And trying to understand Steve. There are going to be a lot of great headlines about Steve. Kosar suspects Steve might have both a magnetospheric and ionospheric origin. Okay. It's a very thin purplish arc that can almost look like a picket fence. Okay. Uh, it can be viewed further south than larger oval auroras that sweep the skyline. If a large-scale aurora is visible in Canada, Steve might be briefly visible in the northern border states of the U.S., like Michigan. Okay. So you could potentially see Steve if you're in Michigan. <laughs> That's great news for Steve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of NASA's goals is to get... Larger numbers of citizen scientists to report northern lights. Ugh. So that's what happened. These were citizen scientists who were observing and who were interested in this. And they looked at something that they'd never seen before and, and reported it to uh, the science community at large and NASA. I should I should have seen this. I should have seen Steve was the right one. It was just too silly. <laughs> it ah. sounds really silly. I actually had another <laughs> real one chosen. Yeah. 
And then when you saw that, you're like, no, nope, I this saw is way this better. on not the onion. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might've been in their best of 2017 yeah. list. And I was like, my other one was from not the onion too. You know what? I read that best of 2017 list and I didn't finish reading it. If I had, I'd have busted the Steve yep. nonsense. I think it was from there. It might not have been. I, I know it was from not the onion, but I, yeah. I think it, Really what happened is I went back to that page, right. that tab where Not the Onion was, and I looked down and went, oh shit, that's great. And then verified that it was real and was like, ah, I'm changing my mind. I need to use that. Um, and I'm glad I did because I busted you. You did. You busted me good. Wow. Gotta give it to you. That was something else. Yeah. The finger circle game thing has probably happened for what it's worth. Yeah. That has almost definitely well, happened. I could, I could logically see that happening. Basically, like yeah. someone being a drunk idiot and just like trying to do that to a cop over and over yeah. while they're like trying and then to punching arrest him them in the and, arm. Yeah, when they when they get him, it's just like get arrested for like obstruction of justice because they're just <laughs> um, yeah disorderly conduct maybe. Yeah. Also, oh, wow. also there's like a a fake article going around that the the circle game that okay yeah hand signal is a a way teens are using to signal that they want to buy drugs <laughs> are you serious yeah uh, it's not real obviously it's no fake, i just but... this is this is the way that the, that the internet works though and this is the way that like people who are out of touch with a culture react to it yeah it must be about drugs yeah. Whatever it is, I don't understand I it. It must be about drugs. It. They're up to no it's good. A, it's a gang and symbol. I will say, like, I feel like that game went away for a while. It did. And it's, like, back it's in back. full force. It's back. I was it's talking to really someone about this. It's really weird. It's back. I can't believe it's back. Someone, no, I was talking with uh, Steve next tour. And I, told, I think I was with you. Maybe I you think were. it was um, Christmas Eve. Maybe you were. Because I was talking about at the Derby Christmas party, someone did that to me, and I was like, yeah. Really? Am I in, like, middle school again? <laughs> yeah, and I remember saying to him, you know, that game went away a while, and he says, it never really went away, man. <laughs> I was like, that's... It's, okay, dude, bro. Yeah, he's just, I like the way he's like, it never really went away. <laughs> it was always there in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it was with you all along. It was with you all along. That moment uh. when your fingers were not made into the okay shape, it was then that I carried you. <laughs> Dude prints in the sand. <laughs> Dude prints. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I like it, though. <laughs> All right. What are we going to do for your, your uh, I wanted to talk segment. for our middle segment here about something. This, my, this is my backup because I can't remember what the hell it was I actually wanted to talk about. Uh, the backup and the thing I thought we could talk about because we just watched a little bit of it together. New season of Black Mirror hit yeah. uh, just before the end of the year. Uh, Netflix is has produced the fourth season of Black Mirror, written and, I guess, show run by Charlie Brooker, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're back with six episodes, and I finally watched all of them now. Yeah? I finally finished watching all of the episodes. I was actually thinking that I might watch some more of that, because yeah. I really enjoyed what we watched together. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that show's pretty heavy, and it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's an exercise. It's not a show intrigue. I often choose to watch on my own, because it is pretty heavy. Yeah. And a lot of times, what I want out of a TV show is something 
in the background that I don't have to pay a lot of attention to because I watch while I'm doing other things. Yeah. Um, That's not the way I like to watch TV almost ever. Yeah. You know. So if I'm with you and we're watching TV, I'm watching TV most of the time. It actually annoys you when I'm also knitting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I hate when when I want to share something with you and we're not watching it together and I'm like, but you're going to miss the good part. Yeah, but I cannot just... I get this from my mother. (laughs) I can't can't just sit. Yeah. And I'm better at it now. I'm pretty good at it now. Most things... I'm really great at just sitting. (laughs) If you're you're knitting and stuff, that's like... That's okay. The thing for me is usually it's like when you're on Facebook and I'm like, you're not even listening. Because your brain's reading inside your head. The voice in your head is louder than the television right now. Is that how that works? I think so. That's how it works for me. Do you do that? I mean, I this is an no. interesting topic. No, no, no. I, I totally do. Because I know when I read, I kind of, I kind of not hear, but like, oh no, I, I construct a voice in my head. So, it's you know, I've I've read some stuff about like speed reading and like better reading techniques. Yeah. And that you should be able to read, like you can read more quickly. If you don't actually say the words in your head, like with that yeah. inner voice, like if you just scan them, yeah. you're still reading them. Yeah. Um, I don't have great comprehension. Mm-hmm. Like I have okay comprehension, but I don't have like really, really good comprehension. Yeah. And when I try to do that, my comprehension goes to hell. Gotcha. Like it might just be a practice thing, but I have tried it. Mm-hmm. And especially with like school textbooks and stuff i went to school for science yeah and there was you really have to there was no way i could just scan a page and retain any of that information yeah it didn't work for me um i knew someone in college who um was pretty young he had a photographic memory yeah he graduated like a year sooner, graduated from college like a year sooner than most people. Is he like one of those kids that like got in there at like 17 or something crazy? Is no, he, like he got in at a normal time, but he he graduated a year early and was going on to vet school. Okay. He was really smart. Yeah. And really nice. And he was one of those people that I was like, I really want to hate you because you're so good at everything. (laughs) But you're so darn likable and nice to everybody and just a kind, good-hearted person that I, like, I love you, but (laughs) why? What an affable little chum. Yeah. And he would, like, I did tutoring in um, college. I made a little money that way through the library. And he did also. Mm. And there was, like, some classes we were in together and stuff. And so we would ask each other questions. And he could just, like, he was a really slow reader. Yeah. But once he read it, he knew it. Because he could just go back to the page in his head. Right. So I'd be like, man, I just, like, wish I had that. (laughs) Because there are times when I can picture the page that something is on. Uh Uh-huh. I know, like, the picture that was on that page, and I know how the page was laid out, and yeah. I can't remember what it said. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You have, like, a fragment of visual, but not necessarily the, the Yeah, content. I have a, the visual memory, but not the actual, like, eidetic yeah. memory that I can memorize everything on that page. Like, yeah. uh, but I wanted to hate that guy. Sure. He was a really nice guy, though, and I'm sure he's probably, like, a really good vet now, so. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I haven't really kept up with him, but I'm sure that's true. 
But back to Black Mirror. Yes. Black Mirror is now, the, I think this new season has probably been available for like a week. And like I said, there's like six episodes. I've now watched them all. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of their better seasons yet. Yeah? I really do. Compared to the first season, what do you Even do you compared think it's to better? the... Well, the thing is... No, it's hard to say because the first couple of seasons had like three episodes each. Oh, or something. Okay. Like so they this were, is twice as many episodes. Yeah, they were this like kept pretty brief. two seasons. More or less, yeah. And they were kept pretty brief on purpose, I think. And they were, you know... I they were th- Those first two seasons were made by the BBC and then they essentially discontinued the show. And mm-hmm. then Netflix came along and picked it up. Okay. And thank God for that, because they've made some really cool stuff since. Um, we watched two episodes together, I think. Yeah, basically one and a half, I think. Or no, two and a half, because you watched the end of one, and then another one with yeah. me, and then one... A- no, the one after that I watched by myself tonight. Yeah, I think I might have... The, the the one after that was Metalhead, I believe. Oh, yeah, you watched yeah. that by yourself. Yes. So we watched like one and a half together. <clears throat> we um, we watched one that was kind of a take on the future of dating. Yeah, that was Hang the really, DJ. Yeah, we really liked. I think it's my favorite episode of the entire season. Having seen them all, I think it's my favorite. Spoiler, the song you think it's referencing. <laughs> it is referencing. Yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know if that's really a spoiler at all. <laughs> It's kind of inconsequential, but... It has nothing to do... That's why I said it, because I thought that was silly. It has yeah. nothing to do with the episode. They just happen to play the song, and so they use the song title as yeah. the show title, but... As the episode title. But I love that song. Yeah. It's one of... I don't know that it's my... I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite Morrissey songs, mm-hmm. but it's a song that will just get stuck in my head forever once I listen to it. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um... That that episode in particular is one of the better ones, and it continues Black Mirror's tradition of doing once a season an episode that actually warms your heart about something. Yeah, wasn't there another one in in this season though that you said was also? Oh no, 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 it was another episode from the second season. The previous season, season three, there was an episode called San Junipero that everyone on the internet just loved to death and tickled their tickled their heartstrings. And yeah. everyone was all excited about, and they they've picked up in that tradition again by making another very heartwarming episode. Um, and I think it's my favorite, not just because you know I, I felt good when it was over, but because I think it's it's it explores the most interesting sort of uh, uh, techie kind of concept and explores that out to yeah. its conclusion. I thought it was done well. I thought the ending was somewhat surprising. I thought it was it, it takes you on an interesting little journey. Yeah. But there are other episodes of the season that are great for their own reasons. Uh, whether it's just the way that they're shot and portrayed. Um, whether it's... Um, uh, gosh, it's hard to talk about things without ruining them. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, 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 the opening episode of the show, which is called USS Callister... Mm-hmm. takes place it opens on a star trek looking bridge with star trek yeah you told people. me about that episode but i didn't watch it it's that one uh is <laughs> is pretty pretty great and it it uh neatly contrasts this really sort of idealistic you know like the star trek, it looks like star trek the original yeah. series and it has this I- idealistic you know like uh high-minded noble looking environment wow that was the weirdest yawn he's ever made <laughs> That was creepy. Yeah. It was a strange noise. It's like there's a monster behind you. Yeah, there is a monster behind me. And it is my dog. Um, <laughs> but it contrasts that with like a really, really sort of like a, a dark, uh, 
a dark reality on top of it all. I don't know how to explain that, and I, I guess I just won't. Yeah. There's, there's a lot I'd like to say what about was, Black Mirror. What was the other episode that I watched with you? <clears throat> the other one that you watched the end of was called Crocodile. And it is, it's it's that episode that centers around an architect with a secret that she'd prefer to keep secret. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, that's right, that's right. There's, I don't even really want to discuss no, the no. details of so no. much of this stuff because so much of the joy of Black Mirror really, is like, just intricate. letting it unfold. So I'm like really itchy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm like contorting myself in weird ways some, like, because weird of itchy. poses. Oh my god. Um Hmm. You would not believe how far along the clock we are right now. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking. We did a lot of talking. We're but two-thirds we of the way up. into an episode, okay. and we haven't hit our main topic yet. It's okay. But that's okay, because I was basically wrapping up already, saying there's a lot I'd like to say about Black Mirror. Just watch Black Mirror. This has been a recommendation corner. Seriously. Like, watch it. it you know, the thing is, a lot of people turn away from it because everyone has heard enough about what a difficult show it can be to watch. Challenge yourself for fuck's sake. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Don't as, just watch pleasant, easy, stupid bullshit. As much as I like to watch pleasant, easy, stupid bullshit. Being um, a balanced diet. Yeah, it's a really good show. I think it's worth watching. It's worth, yeah. you know, actually being confronted by real ideas. You challenging know? stories, challenging concepts, difficult characters. Some some kind of high-minded sci-fi. Get a little brand in your TV diet, for God's sake. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to have a, little... a good TV poop. How are you going to have a good TV poop if you don't eat your TV brand? I'm saying get some TV fiber. This is the show. <laughs> or brain food, maybe. I don't know. Fuck it. Just, like, challenge yourself. This show is worth it. This is, like, why the, there's a reason that The Twilight Zone is considered one of the best television yes. series of the 20th century, and it was because it played out these very interesting conceptual things to a hilt and really surprised and shocked people. Don't just, don't just, whatever, whenever the next mm-hmm. time is you're going to sit down and watch Real Housewives or whatever, just stop and watch this instead. <laughs> I feel very okay. strongly you about do? this show. <laughs> it's noted. Watch yeah. the show. Dave yeah. will force you to i seriously i will um, go to people's houses i will go to your door <laughs> do you want to introduce our light-hearted first topic of the year i sure will after we take a little break here as yeah. we always do uh we will come back in a moment with the main topic for this episode way too late i forgot that we always do that <laughs> episode 19 <laughs> did this 18 more times <laughs> we'll take a break we'll be back with our main topic for this episode stick around I said this was the episode where we (laughs) sing everything, David. Well, you can just go ahead and do that. All right. So the rest of the episode is going to take two more hours because I'm going to slowly (laughs) sing it like a ballad. I'm turning it into a Randy Newman song. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to talk about things. Everybody have a little seat. 
Okay, Mom's that's still enough already, no human. one. All right, you've convinced me not to do it. How do you like it? All right, all right. <laughs> but I don't sing like Randy Newman. Irrelevant. <laughs> um. So, well, I guess I don't know. I guess you could introduce. Uh, you know, I was going to introduce it. Maybe you should introduce it. Our topic for this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Dave just got cold feet on introducing the topic. Well, no, I was just thinking. You know, why am I going to take this over when it was neither of our ideas, and you int- and you researched it? So maybe okay. I should just pass All this right. one off to you. All right. Yes. All right. So I put out a call on Facebook after yes. our last show last week, um, asking for any ideas for topics because usually Dave will consult or listen, give me. An assignment, so I have a whole week to do research. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, we decided to put that off so we can ask you guys what you want the first episode of the year to be about. Mm-hmm. We got a couple responses, but the first response we got mm-hmm. was from uh, my stepbrother, Zach, yes. who's been listening. So thank you for listening, Zach. We're glad you really like the podcast. Yes. Um, he wanted to know about Fukushima, which was... No, uh, Fukushima. Can you feel my disgust, people? Can you hear it? <sighs> Man, we have this really great, like, one of us might have a knife vibe going on right now. I'm not sure what it is. You can't see my hands under this blanket. Yeah. I could have one. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, he wanted to know more about Fukushima. And uh, we agreed that it would be a really good topic. And we thought it'd be a nice, cheery topic to start the new year by talking about nuclear meltdowns. Well, it just so happens, just by pure coincidence, that the last 24 hours have featured our president bragging about the fact that his nuke button is bigger than Kim Jong-un's nuke button. That's an actual thing. I know. Our president is engaged in a Twitter fight with a guy that might have nukes. So it just feels appropriate. We should do yeah, a little brush up on nuclear energy <clears throat> right now. Um, and and Zach had some questions about specific claims he's heard. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into those at the end. But we're talking about nuclear energy and nuclear meltdowns. Nukes. And I will talk specifically about Fukushima. But I want you guys, I like to be educational. Yeah. And I like people to be able to grasp what it is we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what nuclear energy is. Yeah. It's the splitting of uranium atoms, which is called fission. Uh, all right. No. Uranium. <sighs> all right, I'm done. Okay, so the splitting of uranium <laughs> atoms, or fission, creates heat um, that is made into steam... Mm-hmm. Which is then harnessed by a turbine generator to create electricity. That's the thing I didn't realize for like a really long time. Yeah. Like that, that only in like the last five years did I grasp what they're doing with all that nuclear stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's just making steam. I'm, I mean, I knew vaguely what it was, but I didn't really know how it worked. So yeah. I, I, I like to say that I'm being educational you know, for the people. But really, I wanted to get a grasp on it because I don't like talking about a topic and saying stuff if I don't even really fully understand what's going on. Yeah. So the I wanted to get into a little bit of history. So in 1932, Ernest Rutherford discovered that when lithium ions are split by protons from a proton accelerator, it generated a lot of energy. Okay. Um, but 
a lot of scientists of the era, physicists of the era, Rutherford, Einstein, and Niels Bohr, they thought it was going to be really unlikely to harness the power of the atom practically. They didn't see it happening. That's interesting, considering the kind of names we're talking about here. And that was only 1932. Wow. So, also in 1932, James Chadwick, which is Rutherford's doctoral student, discovered the neutron. And the lack of electric charge meant it had good potential, it was a good potential tool for nuclear experimentation. Okay. So, in 1934, um, they discovered induced radioactivity by bombarding materials with neutrons. Um, this allowed for the creation of radium-type elements at a lower cost. Because radium itself is, you know, fairly um, expensive. Okay. So they were able to, like, kind of do these experiments in a more cost-effective way. Okay. So throughout the 1930s, Enrico Fermi uh, discovered slow neutrons. And this increased the effectiveness of induced reactivity. Um... He bombarded uranium with neutrons, and he thought that he created a new element that he referred to as hesperium. Hesperium? Hesperium. H-E-S-P-E-R-I-U-M. That's what he called it. I wonder what that's all about. Well, you're going to see. Because in 1938, the German chemists Otto Hahn and Fritz Strassmann, along with physicist Lise Meitner... And uh, I believe it was like his nephew, Otto Robert Frisch, mm-hmm. repeated Fermi's experiments. And they discovered that the relatively small neutrons actually split the nucleus of the massive uranium atom. Oh, so, okay. So what, um, what Fermi thought was a whole new element was actually just the nucleus split in half. Now, this was a huge deal because all other nuclear decay, everything they'd witnessed before resulted in very small changes of the mass of the nucleus. Uh So this cutting of the nucleus in half, basically, they called this fission. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So basically, they they did this before and they were able to just kind of break off chunks of the nucleus? Yes. And now every, all of a sudden they've broken up essentially the most possible. Yeah, every other nuclear reaction they did before, which was impressive, yeah. only changed it very slightly. Okay. This, they realized what Fermi thought was a totally new thing, was actually the atom split almost 50-50. That's fascinating. Yeah. That really so, is, that's about mathematically, I mean, how much more can you destroy something in one break than right. by half. So scientists realized that if fission reactions um, released additional neutrons, this would create self-sustaining nuclear chain reactions. So in 1939, this was experimentally confirmed and announced by Frederick Joliot Curie. Okay. All of the countries want in on this action. Naturally. Because we're on the cusp of World War II and everyone wants... To weaponize it. They wanted yeah. nuclear weapons, which of course they did. Yeah. I'm going to skip past that because that's that's talk for another time. Good There's, old boring nuclear warfare. I mean, we've all discussed nuclear warfare. What is it? War, nuclear but, warfare. What is it? Gorefare. Ugh. Right? So fa- <laughs> fast forward. After World War II, um, we have nuclear abilities and and now we're looking to see what we can do with it other yeah. than weapons because we 
We saw how bad that was, and a lot of people, you know, signed treaties not to use them. Yeah. So we realized we could use it for energy. Mm-hmm. Want to get into some of the pros and some of the cons. A pro is that it doesn't burn fuel, so there's no greenhouse gases. Um, sure. The generation of electricity from nuclear power could potentially reduce the use of fossil fuels, again, lowering greenhouse gas emissions, basically mm-hmm. carbon dioxide. No. Um, less, it's less fuel for the energy. So the cost of fuel, which is basically radium, is 20% of the cost of the energy it generates like okay. from these reactions. Okay. Um, it can generate electricity pretty much continuously. Yeah. And it can lead to better electrical planning because it's not based on other alternatives which, you know, use natural sources like solar and wind-generated energy. It's based on the sun and the wind, and we can't necessarily control how much of that we can get. I mean, we know the hours the sun is going to be out, but we don't know how much cloud cover we're going to have. We don't know how much wind we're always going to have. Yeah. So even um, with ideal placement, it's kind of up and down with a consistency of how continuously we could generate energy with this. um, You could have a lot better planning. Yeah. Now the cons. um, Now we said that the generation of electricity from nuclear power could potentially reduce the use of fossil fuels. But logistically, that's going to be limited. I mean, usually, like, the biggest fossil fuel use is, like, cars, transportation, planes. And that really isn't necessarily feasible to have, like, a nuclear engine. Unless you're living in the universe of Fallout, you know, or or whatever. You're not going to have a nuke-powered car anytime soon. Um, Just... Um, skipping that one. Nuclear waste takes many years to eliminate eliminate radioactivity and yeah. the risk. Um, we'll get into that a little later. I'll touch on that. Okay. Um, nuclear plants have a limited life, and nuclear reactors have an expiration date, so you have to keep rebuilding them. Yeah. This is something you know because we've talked to someone who works in yeah. this field and that's something he said <clears throat> my favorite thing about that conversation was that i told him i had some interest and then later we ended up just standing by each other and he said so what do you want to know about the nukes <laughs> <laughs> i was like shit when you put it that way what do you got um <laughs> they could be potential targets for terrorist attacks yeah um also external this could Create external dependence because not everyone has uranium mines and not everyone has nuclear technology. So you might have to outsource that and still be dependent on other people, which is one of the reasons a lot of people wanted into nuclear energy or alternative forms of energy because we're already relying on people for fossil fuels. Yeah, right. Um, Nuclear fission causes a chain reaction. And it's very dangerous if it if there's a failure. Yeah. Which, again, we'll talk about. And also, of course, there's the threat of nuclear warfare. Yeah. Um, which is timely. Um, and despite safety systems being in place, accidents happen. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about some of those accidents. <laughs> let's! I hope we're going to talk about my favorite one. Well, the three main ones are... Um, the. I put these in order of how bad they were. Mm-hmm. Chernobyl in 1986. 
Is that your favorite? That's my favorite one. <laughs> I have watched so many Chernobyl documentaries. I, I thought of going in depth on all of these, but I was kind of in a rush to do the research and realized yeah. there's enough here with just really focusing on the background in Fukushima. Yeah. We could do the other ones another time if sure. we want to, if people are interested. Yeah. But they are interesting. Um, yeah. So Chernobyl was in 1986. Um, the The second worst was Fukushima Daiichi, which is the one we're going to discuss. That was in 2011. I didn't even realize how recent that was. You know, it feels longer ago. It feels like 2005. It, like, it feels like longer than that. And um, my favorite... Yeah. Three Mile Island in 1979. Oh, we both have our favorite nuclear disaster. We do. That's so Nerds. cute. Oh, that's so cute. Um, oh, I like yours too. I like, <laughs> I like Three Mile Island because our friend Katie did a project on Three Mile Island in oh, really? history class in high school, and she wrote a song about it, <laughs> which we later that's put sweet. as, we put it on one of our albums, or one of our CDs we made together yeah. as a secret song, I think, at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did that. <laughs> it's great. There were good harmonies on that song. Nice. Um, and my favorite line is, on April Fool's Day, we were saved. Oh, that sounds familiar. And then it ended on just us singing the word nuclear meltdown. <laughs> In a very cute, like, she would descend and I would ascend. <laughs> it was very, very cute song about nuclear disaster. <laughs> well, um, you know, every, every cause needs its cute... <laughs> Sort yeah. of, you know, it's adorable yeah. little, uh, uh, what you call it. Theme song? Thank you. So, let's get into the Fukushima Daiichi disaster. Let's. This occurred March 11th, 2011. Um, initially spurred on by the Tohoku earthquake. Oh, that's so right. The active reactors automatically shut down the sustained fission reactions, as they should. Yeah. Um, it's like a like a fail-safe protocol where yeah. if, if there's an earthquake event, does that just happen automatically? Yes. Okay. And then, unfortunately, there was a tsunami afterwards. Right. And the tsunami disabled the emergency generators needed to control and operate the pumps in order to cool the reactors. Right. So you right, can't right. just shut the reactors down. They need to be cooled. They're at an extremely <laughs> high temperature. Yeah. So this insufficient cooling led to several things. It led to three nuclear meltdowns. Yeah. Which a nuclear meltdown is the accidental melting of the core of a nuclear reactor mm -hmm. and uh, refers to the core's complete or partial collapse. Okay. Also led to hydrogen air explosions. So hydrogen gas is extremely volatile, extremely explosive. Yeah. Basically, hydrogen and oxygen react. It, they, it will just explode. Yeah. And even the smallest amount of air, as long as there's a little bit of oxygen in it, can cause these explosions. So there were hydrogen air explosions. Okay. And also... Um, this incident caused the release of radioactive material in units one, two, and three uh, oh. from March 12th through March 15th. Okay. And then on March 15th, the pool for storing spent fuel from reactor four overheats due to the decay heat from fuel rods. Okay. So, um, just, just bad stuff yeah, happening right. from March 11th through the 15th. I wonder if this has anything to do with that thermal runaway business. It it seems pretty similar. It's a concept I don't understand that well. 
Um, so July 5th, 2012. 2012. The 2012? <laughs> the 2012. Well, technically it is, um, you know, the 2012th year. So, the Fukushima Nuclear Accident (laughs) Independent Investigation Committee, you know, NIAC. Oh, those guys. And AIIC. They determined the cause of the accident was foreseeable. Mm -hmm. uh, That plant operator, Tokyo Electric Power Company, TEPCO, failed to meet basic safety requirements. Um, they didn't do proper risk assessment. They didn't prepare for containing collateral damage. Mm-hmm. They didn't develop uh, enough and good enough evacuation plans. Okay. Well, and, and the other question is this: is how, I'm wondering how I don't know if you looked into the very specifics of this, but how the how the tsunami affects the generators that are supposed to be pumping this water through and cooling it. I I didn't specifically. My guess would see be that they're just they're that. vulnerable to the. To, like, directly to the tsunami somehow. Well, that seems su- bad. tsunami is water and generators are electric, so it could have just, you know, destroyed part of the elements or, yeah. you know. It's just weird that that, that that was left exposed. Right. You're, like, on an, you're on an island nation that experiences these things. Mm-hmm. It's not... <clears throat> with a fair amount of regularity. Yeah. So that's basically what the, the conclusion this committee came to is, like, you guys got to be better like you know where you are you know what kinds of things happen here yeah you need to take better precautions if you're going to be running a facility like this yeah so october 12th of 2000 of the 2012 year <laughs> tepco, of our Lord. tepco finally admitted that they failed to take necessary measures and part of the reason they failed to do this is because they had feared inviting lawsuits or protests they didn't want to take the measures to make people aware of the risks. Yeah. Um, because they didn't want anyone keeping them from doing what they wanted to do. So try to minimize the danger, try to minimize the situation as they, opposed to... Right. You know, and they didn't want to do the studies because they didn't want to see things they didn't want to hear. You know, you know they didn't want to learn about. Yeah. So they put a lot of people at risk. The irony um, is something very similar happened to Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Because the all the procedures that they had in place weren't followed because the the party the the communist party wanted to show before elections we got this thing working mm-hmm. so they didn't do proper tests and they ended up accelerating you know into things that they shouldn't have uh, it's funny it's like a very similar kind of very human mistake <laughs> yes that is the problem with this stuff yeah the safety protocols are there the problem is the human element. The problem is actually using them the right way and actually following them. Yeah. So Fukushima was m- the most significant nuclear incident since Chernobyl, which was in 1986. Um, it was the second disaster to be given level seven event classification of the international nuclear event scale. Mm-hmm. There were no fatalities linked to radiation due to this accident. But the eventual number of cancer deaths, according to a linear no-threshold theory of radiation safety um, that will be caused by the accident, will be between 130 to 640 people in the coming years and decades. So between 130 and 640 people, that's the estimate um, of people that will die of cancer due to the radiation released from Fukushima. Now... Wow. The UN's Scientific Committee on the Effects of Atomic Radiation and the World Health Organization 
did state that there will be no increase in miscarriages, stillbirths, or physical and mental disorders in the babies born after the accident. Okay. So, so that's good. They don't think that, you know, there's enough radiation to really cause harm that way. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the biggest casualty in all of this is that there are approximately 1,600 deaths, mostly of the elderly, people who had been in, like, um, nursing homes and things, yeah. due to um, poor ad hoc evacuation conditions. Really? So they evacuated these people out, and a lot of people died because of the evacuation. Um, they Maybe people who shouldn't have been moved, the poor planning, maybe didn't have access to, you know, medicines or equipment that they needed access to wow. just weren't in good enough health maybe you know a lot of things That's um telling detail so in 2017 there was a risk analysis that determined so this year <clears throat> they determined that relocation was unjustified considering the estimates of those who would be affected compared to the deaths from re- relocation so wow. let me repeat the risk of cancer the possible people that will die from cancer between 130 to 640. Yeah. The amount of people that died due to relocating was 1,600. That's so wild. If they would have stayed and, you know, kind of follow proper procedure for like yeah. mitigating the radiation and and staying there and doing it that way, yeah, um, that would have logically been the better response that's wild because even though you're going to have casualties you would have potentially had less casualties of course i'm sure they didn't predict that that was going to cause 1600 deaths this is an analysis in retrospect right um but that's kind of crazy to think about the the (laughs) worst part of all this really wasn't the radiation i mean that is really bad and we'll (laughs) talk more about what's still going on with that but yeah it was it was a poor reaction to it. And yeah. and that's partly what that committee was saying. They didn't do what they needed to to perform a proper evacuation. They didn't have a good plan. Wow. Um, I did not know that. I didn't either. I really didn't know much about Fukushima. Yeah. Um, there are no clear plans for decommissioning the plant. And they... Are, it seems like they are trying to decommission it, yeah. but they don't have very strict plans for it. But the management is, or the the estimate is 30 or 40 years. Okay. Um, they ins- installed like a frozen soil barrier constructed to prevent further contamination of uh, radiation into the seeping groundwater. Okay. But in July 2016, TEPCO revealed the ice wall failed to stop groundwater inside the wrecked reactor building. So the basically they, they admitted like this isn't really going to keep radiation from getting into the groundwater. We're trying, but it's not really working. So am I to understand that basically what's happened now is due to the meltdowns, you have like a break in the facility itself mm-hmm. and that that radioactive material is leaking into the groundwater now. Yes. yes. Okay. So they, they built this ice wall to try to <clears throat> keep, the, keep uh, that damage at bay, to, to keep, keep that from happening. Out, right? Yes. Yeah. And, um, and the white walkers got a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? I mean, the radiation is like a dragon, yeah, and it got through the ice wall. That's it. Um, that's it. So, that's it. <laughs> in February 2017, TEPCO released images inside Reactor Two of a two meter, or for Americans, six and a half, which is everyone <laughs> listening. Basically, yeah. yeah, there's one person. Who's yeah, we, we have at least one non-American listening. Uh, at thanks, least two. And thanks for being here. At least here. two. Oh, that's right, and a Canadian, right? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, six and a half, me too, six and a half foot wide hole in the metal grating under the pressure vessel in the reactor's primary containment vessel. Yeah. So there's a hole, like, in the containment vessel of reactor two, which had was one of the reactors um, that had the nuclear meltdown. Yeah. So... Um, that's, that's basically like where we're at. They're still trying to deal with the effects of this thing that happened in 2011. Well, and yeah, I guess the thing is for some, I guess, kind of obvious reasons, you can't just walk in and start filling the thing with concrete. Like to get close to it is a challenge to work with it is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into a little bit of that challenge because Zach wanted to know. He mentioned something that I was like, okay, that's curious. Yeah. Um, specifically in regards to Fukushima, he wanted to know about these robots that couldn't function um, under these radioactive conditions for more than two hours without yeah. totally breaking. Yeah. And I wanted to know what that was all about. So I looked into that, into the claims of robots breaking down due to radiation. And I found an article on a site called The Verge. It's titled, Another Robot Just Broke Down Investigating Fukushima's Record High Radiation Levels. Byline is Rachel Becker. Record high radiation levels? Yes. That's very interesting to me. Yeah. I didn't realize that that they were actually... That's mentioned in the article, and I'll talk about that. Wow. But um, basically, they've made continued attempts to locate and remove melted radioactive fuel... So at the time of this article, which is February of this year, um, the robot they were talking about that had just broken down was the second robot in two weeks. Oh. Um, so they were investigating a pedestal underneath Unit 2, the Unit 2 nuclear reactor, um, and melted nuclear fuel was suspected to have fallen there. So that's what they were investigating. Okay. Ten feet away from the target, the robot's treads got stuck. It has little, like, tank-like treads. Okay. They got stuck. And uh, TEPCO decided to cut the robot's cable and abandon it in the reactor. A spokeswoman said that at the time of the article, they don't know if the radiation, if radiation or debris stopped that robot. The robot is about two feet long, shaped like a scorpion with a camera on its head and a camera on its tail. So the one on the tail can like kind of flip around and, yeah. and move around a little bit. Okay. Um, and with tank-like treads. And that's sounds how it like moves. the setup for a manga. It really does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's kind of cool looking. I mean, it doesn't, they don't make it look exactly like a scorpion, but it's that kind of structure. It's got like a movable yeah. tail with a camera on it, and then the head of it has a camera on it, and it moves on these little tank treads. Yeah. Um, this was at least the seventh robot to break down while investigating reactors. So the one that wow. broke down a week prior was a scouting robot 
It was pulled after two hours. I think this is what Zach heard about. It was pulled after two hours because the camera was fried due to record high radiation, which was 650 sieverts per hour. Now, to put this in perspective, yeah. a CT scan operates at 0. .006 sieverts per hour. That's a, a safe level. You wow. could get a CT scan and be okay. You don't want to get a billion CT scans, but a CT scan's Six okay. Hundredths? A half sievert is enough to cause symptoms of radiation sickness. Okay. So 650 sieverts per hour. Wow. So it fried the camera, and yeah. so they pulled this robot out. Um, TEPCO still had not succeeded in removing radiation from three out of four of the reactors that need to be decommissioned. So that's why there's not a real great specific decommissioning plan, because they can't even get footage on what's going on. They can't even get within 10 feet of what they're trying to address. Um, TEPCO officials report radiation levels outside, um, outside of the reactors aren't dangerous and that the public isn't at risk. But... What's going on inside is pretty damn scary. Yeah, and if some of that radiation is seeping into the groundwater, I mean, that could cause some big problems. Yeah. Um, I don't want any sieverts in my drinking water. <laughs> yeah. And something I didn't talk about but was mentioned, a lot, of the re- a lot of the research, of course, came from Wikipedia, but also from this article. Uh-huh. Um, but they, they talked about, like, you know, thyroid screenings. Yeah. Um, so something that happens when people are exposed to radiation is um, there's like iodine. It's the yeah the thing the thing. Um, I can't think of the word. <clears throat> what do you, I don't know. I really I wish I could but, help you, but, uh, but I, I got bas- where you're going. Basically. Um, Iodine is something that affects the thyroid. Yeah. And can make it function less, like, more poorly. Yeah. And that is something that is released and is a side effect of, like, radiate radiation and stuff. Oh, okay. So, it's something that I have thyroid problems. My whole family does. Mm-hmm. We're not really that far from Three Mile Island. No, we're not. So, that's something that... To me, is like, is that a reason for the pretty high rate of, like, thyroid problems around here? It, is, it does seem really common. My mom had thyroid cancer. I, I know several people who yeah. had thyroid cancer. Yeah. Um, my grandma, me, my uh, my brother at one time, and my sister now. Have thyroid problems. Yeah. And, um, basically, everyone in my family does. Yeah. So. It's very common. It's. Yeah, it, it's a little interesting to me to be like, okay, is it because of that? Or is it because of something else environmental? Yeah. Or is it, you know, there could be many factors for this kind of thing. But I always thought, like, it's a little weird. And that's something that they always suggest if you're in an area that has been affected by possible radiation is to get some screenings. Yeah. <laughs> dog is like a he, giant. He's got his head in my lap and his tail on your arm. <laughs> and we're on other sides of a dinner table. <laughs> um, so I just, that wasn't really anything I put in my research, but I thought it was interesting just the mention of like, mm-hmm. you know, getting screened for 
thyroid issues and thyroid cancer. Yeah. And they were uh, sure to mention that thyroid cancer is one of the easiest cancers to beat and to deal with. Because they're like, yeah, sure, you'll probably get thyroid cancer, but you'll survive but you'll it. Fine. you'll be fine. And, Don't even and need yeah, it. <laughs> thyroid cancer is fairly survivable compared to others. And usually, it, you know... You yeah. have good results depending on how fast it spreads, but yeah, but you no cancer is good, people. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just not a good argument. I think controversial opinion here, and maybe it's just me. Cancer's bad. Yeah, cancer's cancer's yeah. bad. It's not good. Just I don't know. Maybe it's just me here, but that's what it seems like. I mean, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Don't wanna, don't want to break anyone's conception of the universe here. But, but I think cancer's bad. I think cancer's bad, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. Boba, where do you stand on cancer? He said he loves it. Oh, God, what a monster. Oh, he really is a monster. Oh, get him out of here. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah, I do think that the, the, the thyroid thing around here is, like, particularly weird. I always thought it was weird, but also, like, I'm I'm in the middle of it, and I'm in the area, and... And you notice it more when you've got right. it, you know? Right, it could... I only live where I live, so it uh-huh. could be very similar to the rate of thyroid problems elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know what you know. Right. But... I I learned a lot of stuff I did not know about Fukushima and about um, radiation and yeah. nuclear reactions in general. I'm actually really surprised at how high that output is. How the 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 amount of radiation the that sieverts? it's throwing. Yeah, the sieverts. The sieverts. Um, because honestly, I mean, when you look at like <clears throat> what at Chernobyl. I think the big the big damage was that it was going up in smoke, yeah. and it released so much into the air, and then that yeah. made its way all around the world at that point, I think. I'm pretty sure places all around the globe were touched by that. But I think the continuing, ongoing output, I don't know how high it really is. Yeah. And this is, <clears throat> I mean, it's fairly contained. It's in, this is in the heart of it. This is in, yeah. like, below the reactor, like, inside the reactor, but at the bottom Right. Um, where this meltdown happened. Right. So it, that would be the most radioactive part. Concentration would still be there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd be interested to see if, you know, what what's up with Chernobyl and you know, what those, what comparable measures. I know with Chernobyl too, they just like threw human bodies at it. I mean, back yeah. in those days, they just chucked a bunch of workers at it with like buckets of concrete and stuff. And yeah. And just attempted to plug the whole thing up, and so that, many people became yeah, it ill and died. Yeah, doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't yeah. work. Um, it's. I, I think the thing that's like mystifying to me is again the the sieverts. The sieverts. The sieverts. So Where many sieverts. Well, it's crazy. Point zero zero six. Yeah. Is safe. That's a CT scan. Yeah. Half a sievert is enough. Make you to give you radiation sickness. Radiation sickness? Radiation. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. And yeah. then I went, that's not right. And tried to cross it out and write radiation. <laughs> but I still read radiation. Yeah. Radiation sickness. Yeah. Um, 650 sieverts yeah. an hour. Which is, to be clear, what? 1,300 times that. Yeah. I mean, you would just instantly <laughs> Yeah. Die. I would think you would have to. You would if, just melt. If you were that close to that. Well, of course, that's over an hour. Yeah. That's over an hour. So what? Uh, rounding down because the math is easier. You'd probably absorb, what, uh, divide that by 60 
and assuming that you were dealing with 1200 you'd be getting like 200 what 20 what 20 a minute you'd be getting 20 a minute yeah which you would also <clears throat> for the safe levels you'd have to divide 0. 0.006 by 60 i'm not gonna do that math <laughs> yeah i'm not either i'm just yeah. saying like these are all you know Per hour, point zero zero six sieverts per hour. So what? So what I'm saying is, if you get twenty a minute, yeah, you have radiation sickness in, in you know at point five. Yeah. So like a fortieth of a minute. Yeah. Basically, a little over a second, and you puke your guts out. Yeah, that's scary business there. And some of this, I felt like the the language was a little tempered, it was yeah. a little bit. But it's fine outside of it. But they're okay. But it's oh, it's all right. I mean, if they do get cancer, it's thyroid cancer. It's all right. Like it's fine. It's just your thyroid. It's just, we did nothing wrong. It's it's this language. And on the one hand, uh, you know, props to Tepco a little bit for finally actually admitting that they fucked up, yeah. and then kind of giving these updates of like, yeah, look at this picture of the giant hole yeah. in this reactor and. And these are the things we're doing now. And yes, like we, we've killed seven robots because we can't, <laughs> they won't work anymore. Like, so. Yeah. It's got to be really disastrous to admit any liability. Yeah. Give them a little it's, credit for that. I give them some credit for that, but yeah. I don't give them too much credit for that because I don't know how much really is voluntary. Yeah, right. And how much is still oversight going, no, you got to be upfront about this because yeah. you done fucked up, kids. Not to mention again, I mean, just like the all the secondary secondary guilt of people that literally died just because some orderly didn't know what pill bottle to take with them when they shipped or, you know grandma out. Yeah, or just and and who knows? I don't know the details of how all of those people yeah. died specifically, but just the fact that a lot of those could have been prevented yeah. had they not been in a rush to get out, had they had better. Um, mm practices they always say everyone wants nuclear power and nobody wants it in their backyard and this is why yeah because these things happen mm -hmm. not they're not bound to they don't have to but they do it's, in enough numbers like we said before it's the human element yeah that makes these things happen because they are preventable yeah you just have to have the right measures in place and you have to follow yeah. the measures right and because nuclear energy has been so controversial, mm -hmm. it's a problem. They shoot themselves in the foot because they really want it and they want the energy and they want to be able to use it. Yeah. And it could be great could in so many us. ways. It could save us. But they don't want to deal with the backlash of actually doing it. Mm -hmm. So they cut corners yeah. um, for political reasons, for their own personal gains. Yeah. And... When hubris gets involved yeah. and when selfishness gets involved with anything, yeah, you're that's when people are at risk, or for that matter, familiarity of routine. Because <clears throat> mm -hmm. I mean, you know how it is when you drive the same route, you know, say, you know, every day for weeks or months or years, yeah, not paying close the, enough attention, yeah, you get to the point where you just expect that stoplight not to be backed up with a hundred people at it. Yeah. You know, or you expect this this behavior to continue just the way it did last time. And that is how we get into trouble. 
you know, when we when we become too familiar with dangerous things, mm-hmm. uh, we don't respect overconfident. Yeah, if you don't respect the danger that is present because an accident never has happened, you're more likely to encounter one. Danger. Danger. High voltage. When we touch. When, when we kiss. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great. So now yeah. I know. So now you know. Now I know. All about Fukushima, Zach. I I hope that was everything you wanted it to be. Yeah. Honestly, I learned learned a lot of things. I didn't realize how bad it was. Yeah. Partly Um, because we stopped hearing about it. I knew, like, nothing about Fukushima. I didn't know it was so current and ongoing an issue. Yeah. Um, And the robot thing is freaking scary. Weird. It is is scary. Like, what else can you imagine putting a, a robot into that it just melts down? Just... Like, after two hours, the camera's fried, and it's like, nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't even see what's going on in there. God, I would love to. Now this is this has got my attention. I kind of want to go and look into more, like, photos of the site, photos of what they do know, you know maps of, like, you know, the mm-hmm. expected radiation fallout in different areas and all yeah. of that. Yeah, I'm sure you can. There's, with all of these topics, there's always so much more we can do, and we're, we're limited by time and you know the length of the episode and how uh-huh. much people's attention spans and our own attention spans right um but like use us as a jumping off point find something you're interested in and yeah. continue to do your own research yes the the research is never completely done here at goose chase uh this is uh this is the overview but there's so much more out there to know yeah. in the world so uh i guess with all of that said Welcome to 2018 with Goose Chase. We are excited to do a, a whole another year of this. Please send us more suggestions because that was a really fun one. Yeah, I really enjoyed researching that. Yeah. I guess fun is a really bad word for it. Yeah. But it was, it was just, very I interesting. I just like the idea of starting off this nuclear disaster of a year, <laughs> this dumpster fire of a year with yeah. a... With a nuclear disaster of a topic. I hope to believe it will not, in fact, be a nuclear disaster, but, you know, I'm just, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. I'm getting used to it. just sitting in the discomfort of knowing that it could happen. Um, But yes, send us suggestions. Yes, we want to know what you guys want to know, and we will gladly research your topics. Yes. You want us to talk about ducks? We'll talk about ducks. Ducks is on the list. Ducks is on the list. You know what? I'm... That will be an interesting one if we do it because oh we'll do I, it I'll really have to I mean I'll I if I end up doing the research for any, on this topic I will really have to broaden my scope how much ducks. can I bring to the table about ducks or you for that matter yeah um but anyway yes send us more suggestions thank you for listening to Goose Chase. We are excited to be back at this for 2018. Um, real quickly, there will be some slight format changes in future episodes, but mm-hmm. you're still going to get all the things that you love. Yeah. You're still going to get the news and... Really just the same format. jabbering Same thing, but just switching it up. Yeah, switch um, up responsibilities on certain ep- you know, episode parts and all that, but basically the same show. Yeah. Yeah, same show. Woo! Uh, and hopefully in beautiful, crisp, high-fidelity audio for next time. Next episode, hopefully. Yes, we'll have to figure all that business out. But uh, join us again next week, next Wednesday, always, as always on Wednesday evenings, for another episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. We will see you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. 
We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod, and our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. Want to go on a goose chase? Yes. <laughs>